If you're someone that's ever been worried about the judgment that you might feel from others because you decide that suddenly your current career is really not what you want to be doing or you want to pivot your business and you're worried that people are going to think, hang on, what what business is this again? How many has, businesses has she done? Well, you're going to love today's guest because let me tell you, she's done a few things in the last 10 years. She has launched a sleepwear label, self-published two cookbooks, run retreats internationally and locally, hosted a podcast with over 100,000 downloads from her bedroom cupboard because, you know, sometimes with small children, that's probably the only place we can go. She has also established a successful network marketing business and in this time organically grown her social media which has fed into everything that she has done. With that incredible skill set that she has built, Nicole Joy now focuses on helping women in service-led businesses shine through her photography and personal brand mentoring. Through her work, Nicole supports you to become camera confident, ditch the self-doubt and have a sound content strategy for your business. What I absolutely loved about this conversation and also just love about Nicole either way is that she approaches helping women in a very real way. She keeps it real when it comes to the juggle of life and having a business and working from home with a small toddler. (laughs) She's also not one to get sucked into trends and hype and certainly doesn't want to look back and regret, doesn't want anyone to look back and regret and think, oh, I wish I had had a go at that business. I wish I had changed my career while I had that chance. So, With that said, if you need a little fire in your belly or up your butt, (laughs) then this episode is for you. So without further ado, this is a fiery, passionate conversation. Let's get into episode 95 of the True To You podcast with Nicole Joy. Welcome to the True To You podcast, your go-to show for practical wisdom to build a meaningful, creative small business. You'll find content on marketing, mindset, and tons of experts who want to help you grow a thriving small business that you love. My guests are exceptionally creative women building businesses from their zone of genius, all while balancing many other roles in their life. I'm your host, Ruby Marsh. Let's do this. Welcome to the True to You podcast, Nicole. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Yeah, this has been a while coming, but (laughs) that is always the best way that things happen. I think we can always come together at the right time for these conversations. And I'm very excited to be able to chat to you today because you have such an interesting story (laughs) and I have to say that until I really started digging in for these questions, 
I didn't know the extent of the businesses that you had created. You're probably what they call a serial entrepreneur. <laughs> and I find that sort of mind so, so interesting. I love to be around those people. And so I'm very excited to share your story with everyone today. Let's start off by talking a little bit about your journey into entrepreneurship because several years ago was it about 10 11 years ago is that right now yeah it's getting on 11 years Mm -hmm. you said goodbye to your teaching career and decided to start your first business so take me back to that moment what was that like how are you feeling what caused you to Mm -hmm. take that plunge and say I'm out of here and this is what I'm going to (laughs) do oh this is a good one so I was teaching full time at the time and most nights I would come home miserable. I'd end up crying. I would say to my then boyfriend, who's my now husband, I hate this. I don't want to do this. I loved the teaching side of things. Like I loved being in the classroom and teaching the kids and just like creating new experiences for them and all of that sort of jazz. But I just, I didn't like the container that I was in, you know, the the literal container, the four walls, and then just all of the educational politics and all the bullshit that goes on in schools. And any teachers listening will understand that completely. And sometimes, you know, the teaching, what we actually love to do is down on the bottom of the list uh, after paperwork, after, you know, (laughs) classroom and and, and staff room uh, politics and all of the things. And um, I just just had enough. I, I didn't, I... There were, you know, certain people in the staff that I didn't particularly like and I just clashed with. We just didn't gel together and it just made my decision really quite easy to go. I'm walking away from this. And I, at the time, I was doing, I think I was doing like a de- a business diploma, online business diploma or something to that effect. I can't even remember what it was. And I'd had this idea that I was going to rival Peter Alexander and I was going to bring a sleepwear company to Australia that was, you know, going to go gangbusters. I used to say it was going to be Australia's answer to Victoria's Secret. I had big dreams. Needless to say, this didn't all play out exactly the way that I thought it was going to. But at the time, that's what I wanted to do. I had no design, no fashion experience, just I wanted pyjamas that I wanted to design myself, basically. And was doing the business diploma using that as kind of like the case study and 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 working out things for the course that I was actually going to end up using and then when I decided that I was going to quit I wasn't going to re- renew the next year I I did switch off like I mentally checked out and um yeah the the, the kids and the staff did not get the best of me for the rest of the the year like the few months that was left because I was like I'm checked out I'm not coming back and um I left and I was so happy. I remember when I made the decision though, it was so like, oh yes, like I do not have to come back here. I like, obviously I had to see out the rest of the year, but it was, it was like, yeah, but I've made my decision. I know where I'm going. I know what I'm doing. And yeah, it was scary. Sure. Let's start a sleepwear business with no fashion experience whatsoever. But as you'll get to know, I, when I wanted to start something, I started, I mean, you can Google everything. You can tell people about it. Someone will point you in the right direction. Whenever you're on the right path, that's all, that's what always happens. That's what's looked after me in all my businesses. I get like, Oh, you want to do that? Oh, I've got a person that's got, you know, these contacts and you go and talk to them and then they lead you on and they help you. And yeah. So, um, 
it was incredibly liberating. Scary, yes, but that definitely wasn't the one and only big scary decision because from there, after three years in that, I was at a crossroads again where I was, I was about to have the opportunity to have an investor. It was going to give me like a quarter of a million dollars. And I remember that's what I'd wanted the whole time. But it was like, you know, I get goosebumps now every single time I retell this story. It was like a full body. You do not want to go here. This is, you've run its course. You've learned all the things. You've had the great experiences with Frankie and Nicole. That was the label's name. Um, and I was talking to my brother who, where the Frankie inspiration, his full name's Francesco. And I, I don't even call him Frankie. I used to go, I think he used to get called Frankie when he was a kid, but um, he was talking to me. He goes, if you say yes to this investor, your life's going to like, you have got to work your backside off. They're not going to be happy with like no returns. Like all of a sudden you're sort of playing that you've been doing is going to turn serious. And I was like, Oh, I don't want to do that. Yeah, I basically just went, no, I, I said, no, no, I don't want to do that. And then I cried for probably, I don't know, a month. <laughs> what have I done? What have I done? I became a Pilates teacher and that led me into raw desserts, which led me into running workshops for teaching people how to do raw desserts because back when I did it, or started it, it wasn't like the popular thing that it is now. Like I was one of the first people on the Gold Coast doing them. And then that led me to publishing a book because literally I couldn't keep up the demand of people who wanted to come to my workshops. And then I was making them and selling them to cafes and all the things. I was like, I can't keep doing this. And someone said, why don't you write a book? And I was like, yeah, why not? <laughs> and literally I was sitting in the hairdressers one day and this lady said, um, oh, I need to introduce you to my friend who's a, a, a photographer. She's, you know, she'll be able to help you. And then I spoke to her. Oh, yeah, I've got a stylist that would like to work on that project. It just, the stars aligned for that. Um, so, yeah, that's what led me into then publishing books. And I was, I think I'd started, I might have started, not gone back to full-time teaching, but I might have started doing little bits of relief teaching at the time. And then that was, again, my put, get out of the classroom, you're doing this now. And then that led me into my doTERRA business. And once that kicked off, like I haven't been in the classroom now for five years. So it was like the big quit in 2010, did lots of things. Then I started to do a bit of relief work while things were slowing down. I was figuring out what I was going to do. And then um, the books and then doTERRA took off. And, yeah, and now I have no intention of ever going back to the classroom ever again. You... <laughs> That uh, firstly, that's an incredible story, and I think the thing that I get from the way that you've approached these ideas is that a they don't stay as ideas for long, no. and you don't sit and you might sit and journal and and flesh the idea out, but I think so many people get trapped in that phase, don't they? Yeah. And you're someone that kind of on a hope and a prayer and a bit of universal support says, <laughs> I'm going to do this and yep. it will work itself out because simply by taking the action, I'm going to put myself in front of the right people. I might make some mistakes, but I'm going to learn. And I, I mean, it's kind of fitting as a teacher, right? That you're, you're a lifelong learner. Yeah. I, I think it's so incredible that, that you were able to take 
this action constantly when everything was always new, you know, that can be quite confronting. Yeah. I love it though. The, I feel like, like what you said before, you know, a little bit of hope and a prayer and like universal help. And I totally believe that like, you know, no matter what your, your faith is, whether you say God, universe, you know, sparkly unicorn, if you sit with that intelligence, whatever you want to call it and ask for its help and, and always ask those right questions. You know, how can I be? I'm reading, rereading for the millionth time Marianne Williamson's The Divine Law of Compensation. It is one of my favorite books. And, you know, that she says, if you can only say one prayer, you wake up and say, Dear God, please use me today. And it's funny because I had a real, like, oh, God, no, I'm not, I'm not religious. I don't want to use God. For ages, I was like, No, I always say universe. And, you know, it's, it really, once you really get to the heart of it, it doesn't matter what you use there is only one there's only one whatever we're going to talk call it and um it, it was just it landed with me it's like yes like all those amazing ideas I was the vessel for like when thing when stars align and miracles happen it's it's not me doing it yeah I'm, I've got the feet that's walking the body around and I'm saying the things that I need to say but when you open yourself up to that abundance and miraculous the natural order of the universe it like amazing things happen. You know, a lot of people say, how do you do it? I'm like, I don't, I don't think I did it all by myself. Like I, I do take that first step. And you just said it before, the action has to come first. That's what I bang on about with confidence in front of the camera, like something as simple as that. You need to take the action first. You don't wait until you feel confident. You don't wait until you feel ready. Of course, with business, look, I've made a shit ton of mistakes, but like you can't wait for it to be perfect. And you're not going to know everything about your business before you start, yes, there are things, certain things you need to put in place, of course, but you can't wait until you feel ready because you you need to be a beginner. And it's only from being a beginner that you can then turn into an expert. And that's time. The only thing that, what's that that book, the 10,000, is it 10,000 hours to become an expert or is it a book? Something, 10,000 hours apparently to become yeah. an expert. So it's just, it's time, it's perseverance, it's dedication, it's it's commitment. and. Um, you know, some people might laugh at that because they're like, Nicole, you're not committed because you chop and change all the time. But I mean, I stick at things for years. It's not like I do it for a few weeks. And I'm I'm a man I'm a manifesting generator for those of you that follow human design, which is mm, yeah. that's it's like me to a T. And um, it's look, don't get me wrong. I have my days where I'm scared as fuck, and I just I go, what am I doing, Nicole? The amount of times I've gone can't you just be happy with being a teacher? Like it would be so much easier if you could just go to school, get in a job, just do that. And, you know, I sit on that for 24 hours and I go, no way, just, I can't do that. Um, so, yeah, it's definitely about taking action first. And it's about like the, the, book, the, the book and the few things that have helped me pivot to what I'm doing now um, the regrets of the dying by Bronnie Ware with the number one regret being people saying, I wish I lived a life. I wish I had the courage to live a life true to myself rather than what others expected of me. I've just, I've like, I get goosebumps. Like that's me. Cause I will, I'm not going to die ever going, which is, I wish I would have tried that. Cause I do, I try everything. And to know that someone who has spent so many days with people right before they died for that you know hundreds of people for that to be the number one thing like that breaks my heart so if i can help women jump start their businesses and get themselves out there so that they can do what they love 
then like that, that's my thing. That's my like, yep, I'm the vessel, God, universe, sparkly energy, come through me, help me do that because I know how to do it. And if I can impart that onto someone else who might be feeling scared, then job done. Like if I do this for the rest of my life, I'll be like, I'm sure there'll be something else I do. But I, this, I feel like this is like, I look back and I go, that's why I've done all that. That's why I've done all those things. That's why when someone comes to me with a business idea, I'm like, right, have you registered? Have you done this? Let's go. Have you claimed the handle on Instagram? Have you got booked in your photo? Like I just go because I know how to do it. Um, so, yeah, that's, I know that's a huge big story, <laughs> roundabout way of saying it all, but, um, yeah, that's that's where I'm at. Uh, I love your passion, Nicole, and I think even for the women that work with you to be surrounded by a little bit of that energy whenever they're feeling an ounce of doubt is so powerful in itself. And that's why we are drawn to working with specific people. It's typically because of their energy that Mm. they bring to the conversations. And even that alone is enough to say, I believe in you. You don't even need to say those words. Look how much energy I've got for your business and your dreams. And (laughs) so I think that's really beautiful. And I love that you bring that to your clients and you have that history of action, which has them go, okay, this woman has done a few things and she probably knows her way around all of these different avenues and that's that's super important for people if they're at the start of a business journey to not feel alone and mm. to not feel like the answers aren't out there somewhere so that's super cool now serial entrepreneur that's what i called you at the start of this interview <laughs> i hope you don't mind that term yeah. but i think it's pretty yeah. cool so yeah. you've written books and i have to say personal side note here i was following you when you were doing the raw desserts because that was the same time that i started a blog with my girlfriend and you were one of the people that we looked up to oh, this is wow. going like a, a long time long like, time gosh probably eight years yeah yeah Easy, yeah. yeah, and I rem- I remember you, and I remember my friend Catherine coming to me and saying, "Follow Nicole, she's really cool." And that's you know, Instagram was such a baby back then, wasn't it? <laughs> yes, such a baby. And then uh, DoTerra, you know, f- photographer as well now, and the personal branding. I think a lot of people can be quite hard on themselves when they have all of these ideas. They've got a particular energy. Maybe it is that manifesting generator energy Mm. that they identify with as well, whatever it is, they're an ideas person and it's really hard for them to hold back on executing. And sometimes those things work and then sometimes they don't. What made you okay with not doing one thing and following one path? Because I certainly know you know, our parents' generation probably set up that expectation that that was what you were going to do. You know, they earned the hard money for us to go to university and that was probably the society expectation. Of course, they love us no matter what. But when you're surrounded by that, that can be quite conflicting to kind of Mm -hmm. turn your back on a career and say, I'm doing this next. And then a few years later, I'm doing this. So what what do you think made you okay with being that person, accepting that in yourself? That's a great question. I definitely think the support, like my, as I, as I mentioned, my 
then boyfriend, now husband, um, as I joke all the time, I'm like, you, I know you think I'm crazy, but you love me and you're always there for me. Like he's been there from everything from, like I even had a little jewellery line before I did the the sleepwear. Like he's been there, he's, ha- he's lived in the house where I've got jewellery everywhere, or I've got boxes of pyjamas or boxes of books or now I'm doing this. Like he's been the constant throughout all of it. So having that, uh, having that solid rock is is huge my my family are very supportive like mum will do that oh my god what are you doing now but you know is always there for me my brother's like you could look if there's anyone in the world that can do that nick it's you like they just they have my back so having the support is really helpful um but something i think is really important to note and i've t- i've grappled with this a lot and come to sort of a different conclusion in the, in the recent weeks even, is that multi-passionate and serial entrepreneurship is, is, is all well and good, but it's important to note that I'm not doing it all at the same time. You know, I'm not running, I'm not publishing books while I'm running a pyjama label, while I'm doing this, while I'm doing that. Like all of the things I've done have been seasons and I feel like that's why they've been, you know, successful along the ways because I'm not trying to do everything at once. Um, and so when people come to me and go, oh, I'm so multi-passionate, I, I don't, I, you know, I want to start, I've got three businesses at once. And I'm not saying that you can't do that, but you've got to nail one before you can grow others if you're doing them at the same time, if that makes sense. So, you know, when when I've got this quote ready to go on Instagram, I'm like, oh, it's going to ruffle some feathers, you know, about, you know, multi-passionate being a cop-out for lacking direction. Yeah, I think it's really important to to note that just because you're really passionate about something or you like something doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be a business. It can, of course, and we'll always do best at things that we're good at, of course, but, you know, you can really, oh, I like jumpers, so I'm going to start a jumper label or, oh, I I like cats, so I'm going to start selling pictures of cats. Do you know what I mean? Like we can get really lost with turning everything that we like into a business when really that thing is just there to fill our cup up and just be a thing that we like. So I think if you're starting a business or you've got an idea, you, you do have to start on one and start with one and then move into um, growing multiple businesses. Like you, you can't really, I mean, it's like you give all your attention and energy to one and make it really good or you do, you know, half ass between a couple of them. It doesn't, it doesn't make sense. So, yeah, so when people always, oh, you know, so many different things and, yeah, I am, but they're, they're not at the same time. So does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. And I wholeheartedly agree with you. And like you say, sometimes you only come to these realizations through either your own experience, you get to a certain point in your life and you realize how it all fits together. Mm. And also I think working with other women and seeing their businesses and being able to take that bird's eye view and say, Mm. hey, you know, what's practical here? Like what I think as well, when we go into business, something I'd I'd just like to say here is that, you know, knowing what you're doing it for and are you, is, is there an urgency around making money with this business? Because doing something that you might not have a huge amount of experience in, but you're really passionate in, may mm. not be the right fit if you're going to quit your six figure quit uh, corporate <laughs> job and yes. then start your business tomorrow. Because yeah. 
That's a big jump for you. But if you're someone that has been in business for a while, like you have, you kind of know what you're setting yourself up for financially. Mm. Uh, You know, the risks and all of those things. So you've, you've got to go into it with the right reasons as well and and know your why and know what's important right now and then you can always bring those passions are what make your personality too exactly yeah yeah a hundred percent and everyone's circumstances are different everybody has different motivation for for starting businesses and you know some people will be happy with having this little side hustle I hate the word hustle I don't even know why I use that a little you know side thing um that you know gives them a few hundred uh, dollars a month extra like that that that's fine for some people but some people are like no I want it to replace my income um but yeah it's not a matter of of quit that's it I quit tomorrow and and and, and starting so, look it can and some people have but you you know you want to look after yourself I I do think though the exciting thing about working for yourself and not relying on someone else for a paycheck is you know, if you go, oh, we're looking a little dry this month, what can we do? And you can you can literally come up with specials, offers, events, you know, and I've done that my whole, the whole time. I'm like, oh, oh, we're looking a little low. I need something. So let's do an event or let's do this or let's do that. So having that control is something that I, I'm so grateful for. And I absolutely love that I can price things the way that I want to price them. I can uh, do specials, promos, I, I have full control over the money coming in, basically is what I'm trying to say. And that is something that I would ne- I could never go back from. I could never go back to like, this is a certain amount that you get and then that's it. Um, obviously, different strokes for different folks. Some people love that stability. But I, where someone else would see, see stability, I see restriction. And that's just, I mean, that's just two different brains looking at the same thing. And... In, in our current world, I'm so glad that I have been able to be like, well, right, let's pull something else out of the bag because I've, I've got, I can do that. And I know that so many people have not been able to do that. So it's made me very grateful for everything that I've learned up until now and everything that I continue to learn that I'm the one that's in control of what's coming in. And I know that scares the shit out of some people, but for me, that's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. And I I totally agree with the current times and I think it's more apparent than ever that, you know, if you're someone that values your sovereignty and your independence as hard as building a business can be, there is, there is some opportunity on the other side of that to live into those values. If you're willing to put in the time and the effort. And there's never been a better time to start an online business. Mm. Never. Everybody's mm. online. Yes. Like it's it's incredible. It's it's the potential there. And and that's why it's really important though, because a lot of people are, it can feel saturated. I don't like using the word saturated because there's no one else like you. There's no one else with your message. There's no one else that can tell your story the way that you can. And there's people out there waiting for you to tell your story because it will only land when you tell it. Um that's why it's really important and that's what the work I do is you've got to get crystal clear on who you serve, what you do, and, and make sure you're consistently showing up for those people so you do become that, you know, recognised go-to expert in your field and it's personal branding, you know, particularly when your business and most of the, 
most people that are doing online businesses, their business is an extension of themselves. So that's why for me, personal branding, it's not like, oh, this is your business, this is you. The two are together. Like it's, it's you have to have them together and and your quirks and your different differences and your unique abilities, talents, gifts, quirks, whatever you want to call them, they are what make your brand like this is this is the time to stand out this is the time where you don't want to fit in all of the things that make you different you literally want to put them on a silver platter and and, and get them out to the world because that's how you stand out as a personal brand the way that you tell your story cannot be told by anyone else they don't have your story they can't tell the story like you do and there are literally people out there waiting for your story to land so yeah I'm like just get out there sometimes I can be like just get go do it do the thing Bef okay cool before we I want to go into that so before we go into that a little bit let's rewind the clock at yes. a few years because mm -hmm. as I said I started following following your work back eight years ago at least yeah. back yeah when when i had a blog as well and i remember it's so funny i i almost wish it was still like this but you used to be able to scrolling instagram wasn't this continuous scroll because there was no content on yes. there to scroll yes. so you'd be done in like a few minutes yes oh, everyone's posted their content for the day yeah yeah <laughs> it's hilarious to think that like that right but you've been building that presence there's there's i'm sure throughout you know having having a baby girl and things like that there's probably been uh down times in those those years but you have continued to build a strong presence also continue to build a strong presence through these different businesses that you've had as well so what do you think it is that has allowed your work to stay magnetic and stay relevant for people that they continue to want to hear from you? I think just before I answer that specifically, I, I just want to say, so I have had the same social media, like the same Instagram account since I started wow. the sleepwear. I don't know if that was a great idea because, okay. I mean, look, I've still, obviously I've built it organically to where it is now. When I do, you know, if I put my comparison pants on, when I do look at people that started when I did, that have stayed the same thing for the last 10 years, like they've by far and away, you know, way, way bigger um, audiences than me. Not that that's the be all and end all, but because, you know, I, I got my sleepwear customers and I was like, okay, now I'm doing this, you know, change the name. So it's like, oh, what's she doing here? So I think along the way I have accumulated a lot of people that made it started following me for one thing and then it's like oh what, what is she doing now and so I feel like I've, I've I'm almost going through another transition of ah oh, what she's doing oh she's not doing essential laws anymore I don't want to know about this so I feel like you know I'm going through that transition of you know losing audience gaining the right people which is what you want I'd rather lose the people that don't want to hear from me and gain people that do want to hear from me um so I always say to people, like, with your businesses, I, unless you're not going to change 10 times like I did, start a different page for each one because you, unless you've got a huge audience that's really engaged, I find it can be, it can be a little difficult to keep them coming along the ride. I have done it, and I think this I'll get into your question, is because I'm very transparent about it. I'm very, like, I am very transparent about most aspects of my life. So I do talk and I did talk about like 
what I was going on in my personal life to get to, you know, those decisions in my business. And I, I've never been, I never pretend that everything's okay. Like I, I, I talk about stuff when I need to talk about it. I'm very open about, you know, my five-year journey with falling pregnant with Lucia, um, thinking that I was never going to have kids and then, you know, then postnatal depression, not being able to breastfeed, like all of the things. Like I've always been really transparent and I think not afraid to be me. Like I, I, I know what my strengths are and I, I play to them. I'm, I've been in front of the video in, sorry, in front of the camera for like 20 years now. I'm very comfortable in front of the video. So I utilize that. Um, you know, I like to think I'm a little bit funny. So I do, I do funny little things, but I, I'm not, I've never once pretended to be anyone that I'm not. That's probably been why I have been able to continue growing. Yes, maybe not at rapid rates like people that started back when I did, but I have been able to continually grow because I'm, I'm always being me. Whatever season I'm in, I'm not pretending to be anything else. And look, don't get me wrong, I can get stuck like all humans in the comparison trap sometimes, like looking at what other people in my field are doing. Oh, and I, especially with doTERRA, actually, especially with network marketing, I got really sucked into a lot of the other um, leaders that were doing really well, thinking, oh, maybe I should do a bit more of that. Maybe I should do a bit more of that. And that never ends well. I don't know why we don't learn our lessons. When we look to other people and try to copy their special, unique talents, it never works. So um, it's funny. I had to do just the last couple of days, I was sort of looking at other um, you know, people that help with, with social media stuff. And I was like, oh, maybe I should be doing more of that, that content and looking at this personal brand photographer. Oh, maybe I should do that. And I was like, oh, stop, like literally stop following or just don't go and look at their stuff just for a good week or two. Because when the thing is, when we're always looking for inspiration, look, there's a difference between looking and looking for inspiration and looking for someone to hold your hand. When we're always looking externally, we actually don't allow our creativity to blossom mm. because we're just stifling it. We're like, it's almost like a message to our body going, you are not creative. You need to get all of your ideas from everyone else. So you don't even allow it. You don't even give it room to breathe, to, to even show you how creative you can be. You know, a lot of people say to me, oh, you're so good at reels. Like, how do you get those ideas? And it's like, I don't know, I look at a few and then I just run with it. And, you know, people that get stuck with, oh, but I've, you know, I've spent an hour looking and I haven't started making one yet. <laughs> you know, it's you get so stuck in that comparison trap. Um, so, yeah, like those things happen to me, but I, I feel like I can I can pull myself out of them relatively quickly. But, yeah, bottom line, I'm never pretending to be someone that I'm not. Yeah, and that's not an easy point to get to as well. Some people make that decision from the get-go when they start putting content out they're just naturally uh, authentic yeah but naturally able to share things in a way personal stuff that it it comes across in a way that really connects with people but for some people that might be something that they have to foster over time as well mm -hmm. it's not it's not easy to do and it's not saying that everybody should do that as well it's got to be connected to your brand but I think you're you're right still having some sort of personal element we're humans at the mm. end of the day we want to connect with other humans yeah a hundred percent and not making it always about you like it 
the the number one reason for why I shared so many of so much of that stuff and why I continue to share you know vulnerable stuff is is because it's going to help somebody else and it's almost like you know what I was saying back how Marianne Williamson was saying in the book with your work you know use me help me like help me help other people it's, it's kind of like that with your content and I, a big mistake people make with and not knowingly uh, make with with social media is that like they feel like they're they're on a stage to thousands like speak to one person like when you get on stories and the best advice I ever got was like don't come in and say hey guys that's like walking into a room where there's one person and be like hey guys because there's only one person watching you and if you do that it's almost like oh she's not talking to me like you you want to and look we've all done it god I was there until I learned this tip and I went oh that's a good one so you know always saying you and yours to the to the person in in front of the camera and not making it about you being like how can I help this person today am I going to recommend this awesome drink I found at Coles or um is oh, found this great series on Netflix if you want to be you know how can I help the people that are watching me don't make it about you you know um does that make sense like I think that takes away a lot of the oh you know everyone's looking at me well they, I mean they are but they're like what's in it for them our brains are wired to be like what's in it for me you know yeah. and that's why like, when I watch people's stories and it's a talking head for like 10 in a row without captions I'm like even if I like you as a person, even if you're my friend, I'm like, girl, put some captions on her. I'm not going to watch this. Like, it's just, you know, what's in it for me? Like, I don't have hours to scroll Instagram. I want to get value straight away. So there's just some little Insta tips for you. But, um, yeah, speak to one person and remove yourself from the equation. Don't make it about you. Yeah, yeah. And one thing I would love to go into next then is thinking about the brands that, you work with and service providers that they could be quite afraid at the beginning. They could feel like they've got this product or their service. And so they don't really need to put themselves out there mm. and they don't need to be the face because the product or the service speaks for itself. It's really good. And so people should just know, right? <laughs> they should yeah. just know. Mind readers. Exactly, exactly. So what is it, what does a clear personal brand and content strategy have that allows people that are feeling really unsure about sharing their work, sharing their product, allow them to bring a little of themselves into that in a way that seems very natural and seems very on brand? Yeah, what, what are the components of that strategy that that you recommend when you're really clear like when yes you've got your personal uh, sorry your business mission you know the I, I call it the I help statement you know I, so for me it's I help women in service-led business to overcome self-doubt and get noticed get customers and sell without the hustle so there's the I help specifically who it is there's what I do for them and the benefit that they get right so that you've everyone's got that for their business and if you don't highly recommend you do that and then but then you've got your why you've got your personal mission you know and mine is that because I don't want women on their deathbed literally saying I wish I would have done the things that I want to do I want to empower that as many women as I can to do the work that they were put on this planet to do so that's kind of like when you're really clear on that again that takes you out makes it about them makes it easier for you to share because when you're really tapped into that why you're like I have to do this like there's just no there's no way out of this I have to do this so 
That's the big one. And then it's really getting clear on your customer. Where are they experiencing pain in their lives right now? What are they currently struggling? Where are they at before they they are they come and contact you like what part what point in their lives are they at? getting really clear on that all the different ways you you help them and they then double as your content pillars for all your social media stuff like so you're not just going oh what should i post about today just here's a picture of my coffee this morning you know you want every single thing to be targeted and towards your ideal customer providing value so being really clear on all of those pieces uh so, so, so helpful. And when you're really clear on that and you get yourself out of the way and I guide you with some confidence and things like that and you can get in front of the camera, that is the quickest way for people to build trust with you because they do not buy from a product. People buy from people. People buy from people. They do not buy from fancy packaging. They do not buy from, you know, pretty flat lays. Like gone, gone is the day. I mean, Instagram just came out and said they're no longer just a photo sharing app. That doesn't mean not to share photos, but video content is king. That's why reels are being pushed out all of the time. That's why anything on video is always going to be prioritized. And that is, that's the quickest way for us to get to know each other. Like most of us have heard the no like and trust. You put the C, like S-double-E, see with your eyes before the no like and trust, and that'll happen so much quicker. You can establish um, confidence and trust in someone whose face you can see in real time, not with pretty filters and perfect filters over all the time, much quicker than you can in, in yeah, like a, a perfectly edited photo. So that brings me to the, the personal branding part why you need to show your face and of course we all want great images i'm not saying that everything has to be a selfie raw real vulnerable when we don't look our best like come on i love i love a great photo and you know there's nothing wrong with putting on the hair and the makeup and doing everything to get these photos because they are best representing you you know and you want to work with a photographer that can showcase all of those quirky parts of your personalities. I always say to my clients, I'm like, right, you know, especially if I'm shooting in their office or their space, I'm like, do you have dogs? Do you have kids? Are they part of your business? Does it make sense for them to be there? Or, you know, do you always have espresso martinis on a Friday afternoon? We need to get that. Or do you drink bubbles? Or what's your favourite flowers? And we we showcase all of their elements there. And when they've got images that they love, that they're so proud of, it's much easier to put your face out there with those images as well. So that's where professional photography is like a no brainer in my books when you're starting a business. It doesn't have to be, you know, like you don't have to have a half day photo shoot and spend thousands of dollars. Just, you know, a couple of hours will get you all of the images that you need for, for, a while and that can be on your website that can be on your socials and you just want to make sure that your personality your quirks your unique gifts and talents are all shining through so get get shots of you doing what you do so what 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 are your tools of the trade so to speak like what are the parts of your business that uh, you know, make up the business. You know, you've got your phone shots, your, your laptops, your, your tools of the trade. You've got your speaking with customers if that's possible. You know, lifestyle shots. I'm a big, like I'm more, much more of a lifestyle shot. Like you won't see this, the corporate kind of stage photos in, in my portfolio. It's all about making them look, you know, relaxed and like a real human and not a robot. Um, so, yeah, and I, that's why I do, even 
So my my um, my VIP intensive clients, we do the big intensives before the photo shoot. So by the time the photo shoot comes, we are all super crystal clear on the vibe they're getting out, the message, their why, their statements, all of that thing. If if it's just a photo shoot that I do, I still, although we won't do the full intensive, I still want to know what's your mission, why are you doing this, and what's your I help statement. Like you need, I I need to be on the same page as you. I don't, I I feel like I wouldn't be doing them a great service if I didn't know that if I wasn't on the same page so um yeah so hopefully that makes makes sense there's a lot that goes into it and the more effort you put into that thinking of those big picture things and how you help your customer the more specific and intentional your branding can be Oh, that's so good. You gave so much value to people listening because now whether they work with you personally or whether they work with another photographer and that's the end point of their branding or something that they're mm. looking to is they can be, they can bear in mind those things or, and I know jumping on your website, you also offer that uh, first part so that people can get clear on that yes. and then have that if they go to a photographer because you know the, the way the world is ever changing right now it's not easy to just jump on a plane like we used to be able to and no. say hey Nicole can you yes. photograph me on the Gold Coast for a day <laughs> I know tell me about it. I've had so many people like oh my god I want to come up there as it's like oh soon-ish hopefully yes. <laughs> who knows but you yes. know obviously I can't photograph everybody that's listening to this so you just it's really good to be armed with that and speak to your photographer and and make sure that they add all those little things because you want it it's personal branding it's not just headshots you know you want if you've got a favorite mug that you always drink your coffee out of you've got your journal that you always write in if there's you know you you just you you've got to add those personal touches so you can look back at the photos and be like, that is me. Like that is a portfolio of me. Mm, mm. And I imagine that that really helps women with their confidence. If they're prepared and they've got all of those things in their toolkit ready to go, whatever yes. part of their branding they're diving into next, whether it be working with a graphic designer or whether it be working with you with photography, that there's confidence in that, right? Mm. So I think that's so key that that confidence can come simply from being prepared as well and oh, knowing 100%. all of these elements. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And they can they can move forward with a really clear, you know, clarity. With clarity comes so many amazing things. You know, you you get once you get it out of here, and that's the thing with so many people that are starting businesses that it's got like all these ideas and we do this and I can do this and I want to help this and I want to do that. But when have you put that on paper intentionally? You know, when you've got someone guiding you to, to ask the right questions, to get the right information out of you so you can put it all together. Like I love it when I, you know, write someone's bio for their Instagram after like big session with them and I give it to them and they're like, oh, my God, I love that. That's what I've been trying to write for the last six months and I just couldn't get it out. You know, it's it's asking the right questions, getting the right information out, getting it out of your head onto paper so that you're crystal clear. So that when someone says, what do you do? You don't go, oh, I, I, I've got this shop. And then I do I like, I, I do this on the side and you just sound like a blubbering mess. Like you need to be so crystal clear on what you do, how you help people. And then, you know, when you've got these kick-ass images to, to match all of that, you do feel so much more confident. You're like, I am doing this, I can do this. And then when people land on your page and, you know, you've got these great images and everything's cohesive and it's all consistent and then you, it matches back to your website, you look like a pro. 
you know you you know you look and half the battle sometimes is just looking like you know what you're doing <laughs> so you know as long as you're obviously always giving value and you're not ripping anyone off then you'll learn what you need to learn along the way something you said there that's super super key and i probably do this subconsciously coaching women in business is that when you go onto someone's Instagram feed and yes, they're curated, you know, no denying that we're, we're wanting it to look a certain way, but without that clarity on what your business does, it's so frustrating when you're trying to work out in your mind what someone does. Uh, and especially going oh, back to the wishy-washy bios. Yeah. Or going back to the multi-passionate thing, there are five different things at once and we're not sure actually what we're going to come to them for, but underneath all that, they, this is what they really do. <laughs> they're just not telling you because yes. they're sharing their passions. Yes. And so, you know, no disrespect to someone that's in that phase of their business where they're still very new and still working all of this out. But remember that you have a very short space of time when someone jumps on your profile mm -hmm. for the first time to work out what does this person do? Are these images aligned with my values? And so that's where knowing your client or your customer is really important. And then yes. portraying that, you know, show up as you want to show up. Mm. Don't try and pretend. Yeah. <laughs> but 100%. yeah, that clarity is huge. It's huge. Yeah, it is. And, you know, and I don't want people to think this is all about having a perfect Instagram feed because it's not. It is um, obviously colors and branding and things like that will help. But you, if uh, someone actually pulled me up the other day and said, oh, but, you know, you talk about not having filters and, and you know, talking about being raw and real. And I said, I absolutely do, which is why you you will never see filters in stories with me and lives. Mm. I'm just, this is just how I am. But having a professional photo is, is something that I'm very, I love having professional photography. It does wonders for my brand. It looks great. So there's no, you don't have to be like, I think there's a difference between, you know, What's that app that are face tuning the hell out of a, a photo, you know, making yourself look skinnier, changing the shape of your nose? That's very different to just a beautifully lit, well um, uh, composed photo. Like that's very different things, you know. So, and look, I chucked up, I chucked up one last week of me crying on the kitchen floor with Lucia going through the pantry behind me and I'm just like, motherhood's got me today. So, no, they're not always perfect. But then having said that, that motherhood thing is a part of my brand. It always has been, and well, not always, clearly, because I haven't always been mother, but it has been for the last five, seven years. So um, that's another thing too. Like don't just throw up things for shock value or uh, just things that you think will get attention or things that you think will be popular. Like it has to still fit in with your personal brand, you know, so people know there's enough photos of references to motherhood in my stuff that it's you know motherhood the juggle with business and, and obviously the personal branding and the personal brand mentorship so it's not a surprise so does that make sense you don't have to chuck things up for this for the sake of it. it still has to be part of your personal brand yes yes that's and, and because people are smart they're gonna work it out <laughs> you're not you're not selling to idiots you're selling to smart you know yes literate humans and they want exactly. to buy from someone so that they know that when they interact with you and your service who you are there is what they're actually going to get 
yes, exactly professional, but um, yeah, if if there's things going on in your life, family wise, pets, whatever it might be, and that can also be a great talking point, and that can also yes. be a great thing that connects you more mm. deeply with your clients. So, I think really when it comes down to it, a lot of what Nicole's talking about is is simply showing up as a human and really humanizing this marketing that for some reason, and not I imagine you have beautiful clients just like we do, that are amazing humans creating businesses that are changing people's lives, but it's very easy to compare and think that you have to be like other people or you have your photo, your feed has to look a certain way. Mm. And so, yeah, really just coming back to yourself and who you are and, and putting, bring that through in your brand. As we finish this conversation, Nicole, is there anything that you would like to leave the listeners with? You've dished out plenty of pearls of wisdom today (laughs) and plenty of truth bombs I'm sure that if anybody wants a little kick up the bum and some motivation listen to this episode listen to it more than once yeah what what would you like to leave us with well for any of your listeners that do want to dive a little bit deeper I've just got a free masterclass that they can get the replay for which then takes them to a little private Instagram page where I've got some daily challenges to actually put this stuff into practice so I can give you the link to that and you can pop that in the show notes and that would be something that would really help but with all of this talk of instagram too i'd like to know i'd like to say that although it is a very important part of our marketing it's not the be all and end all and followers don't equal paying customers and engagement comments and likes don't equal dollars in the bank so mm-hmm. i think we can get and i know i've been really tripped up with that sometimes you're like oh if i have more followers i'll i'll have more leads where you know my business coach has got like two thousand followers and she is kicking ass like mm. she you know what I mean like yeah what I just said before followers don't equal money in the bank and I think as long as you are serving your customer and you know the content you're putting out and it's valuable and it's relatable and you you're consistent like you cannot take this bit of advice for one week and go oh none of this is working like you've got to be able to do this all the time like it's just it's just one of those things it doesn't have to be this all-consuming thing that you have to be on your phone all day. But, like, if you do it post three or four times a week and you just dedicate half an hour on those days that you do it to, to do some commenting and engaging before and after you're posting and just be there when you do it and you're consistent, like, and when I say consistent, I mean, like, you do it for a year, <laughs> you know, then it's then you've got something to work from. Like, don't don't give up hope and certainly don't base your efforts because I've been there and it feels awful. Don't base your efforts on on the likes and the follows and the and the um lack or yeah, when you want more engagement, you're not getting what you want. It's yes. not it's not the be all and end all. Yeah, so much, so much truth in that. And it's so funny you say that because a girlfriend of mine in LA she put the exact video up today and said I Uh, run a great coaching business and look at how many followers I have but they're very engaged and so you know I mean what I say when I put something up here I'm very authentic and this is you know how I can help you and so on and so forth but I think that's so true that's so true every person that follow you follows you as a person at the end of the day yeah, at the end of the day, they're a person coming to you unless they're a bot. Yes. There's a few bots around. Um, but it's 
just focus, you know, we're, we're, we can sometimes be so focused on wanting to get more, uh, more community that we're not looking after the ones that we actually have. So let's just, let's just focus on, you know, if, if all you did was focus on the people that you have and make sure you're always providing great value and great content for them, your business will change because you will start speaking directly to your customer, you'll start engaging with them more and your business will change 100%. Amazing. Nicole, where can we hang out with you after this episode? Um, I'm most active on Instagram. So at Nicole Joy Inspire. And then the same thing for my website, NicoleJoyInspire.com. If you want to have a look at working with me, I'd love to work with any of you. And yeah, check out that free masterclass as well. We'll pop all the links below. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Nicole. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for having me. It's so much fun. <laughs>